Welcome back to the Knit British Podcast, the podcast that explores all the connections of Britishness in wool, fibre and knitting. On this journey, meeting all of the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British, love local wool. Hello lovely chums, how are you? It's lovely to have you around here again. Are you all in the wintry, festive Christmas spirit yet? Well, it is quite alright if you are not um, just as acceptable uh, if you are. Uh, I've spoken quite honestly uh, on the podcast in previous years about the fact that I find the festive season difficult. As well as personal reasons, I just can't bear the rampant commercialism. Um, and it's just one of those those things. Christmas can be a bit marmite. It can, you can love it and you can hate it for lots of reasons. But sometimes <laughs> there are two words that are applied to anyone who says they don't like Christmas. And that's bah humbug. How are you? Are you in the Christmas spirit yet? No, no, I'm not <clears throat> not really a fan of Christmas. Oh, bah humbug. Uh, oh, we're not really doing Christmas this year. Oh, bah humbug. Um, maybe it's easier to think that we're shunning the festive season for some miserly reason, but next time you hear someone saying that they're not really into the festive season and they might, you know, cast their eye downward when they say that... <laughs> <laughs> maybe just tell them that you understand or that uh, you hope they have a peaceful and safe time, whatever they do, uh, uh, or maybe even ask if, you, if there's anything you can do to help. But uh, please don't tell them bah humbug. Um, you, you possibly have absolutely no idea what the festive season means to them and can mean for them. So if you're like me or any number of other people who aren't big into the festive season, I am sending you a big hug and I get it. And you do what you want on Christmas Day. Don't feel that you have to conform to other people's expectations. Charles Dickens is a lot to answer for. Anyway, something that we can do here, uh, which is festive, but is more... Um, in the spirit of giving, is the Knit British Small Gestures. We've done this for the last, I think this is the fourth year now, uh, in the Knit British Ravelry Group, and it's really easy. You just go to your queue, you give it a bit of a zhuzh, you know, you get rid of things that were on your wish list that you maybe got, but or things that you maybe don't like anymore, you add more things to your wish list. If you don't know how to add things to your wish list, just pop into the Ravelry help questions because it's really easy. It's over there in your favourites. Anytime you add a pattern to your favourites, there's an option to add it to your wish list. So once you've done that, go on over to the Ravelry group and find the Small Gestures sign-up thread. Uh, it's been open for a couple of days now. I'll close it around the 19th or 20th and then match you up before the winter solstice or on the winter solstice uh, on the 21st. And then what you do is you go over to your partner's wish list and you gift them a pattern uh, before Christmas Day. It's easy. It's simple. It's just about giving and receiving something really nice. You obviously get one too um, uh, from your partner 
it's just a lovely thing. So thank you to those of you who have already signed up. And to anyone who wishes to take part, please uh, go on over to the Knit British Ravelry group before the 19th uh, to do that. I'm excited to say that the 100 episodes party in Edinburgh has been booked. We're calling it the deck, the KB100 deck, drink, eat, chat, knit. Uh, There are no tickets left for that. There are no spaces left for the Edinburgh party. And I'm really excited uh, to see who's coming. And there's a lot of exciting things that we've got planned. I will, of course, be recording on that day. Someone asked me if I would record, but of course. Mazzy over in the Knit British Ravelry group, she asked me if she could arrange a similar event, get together in Bath on the same day, 13th of January, which is the weekend that uh, of our 100 episodes of Knit British. And it made me think that maybe some of you may also want to get together too, wherever you are. So I opened a thread in the Knit British group. Uh, it looks like York is a go, uh, as well as maybe London too. Uh, so if you feel like having a day out with your chums uh, for Knit British 100 episodes uh, and having a wee deck of your own, or even a deck at home, you know, grab a friend, grab a whip, grab a drink, have a deck at home. Uh, it would be lovely. So jump on over to that thread. Uh, there are also ways in which you can find fellow Knit British members uh, by going over to the members. And I think you can search and I'll tell you who who's close to you. So, you know, that that's another way of just sort of reaching out. If you're up for that, that would be wonderful. And we can use that hashtag KB100DECK to sort of join up over that weekend, over that Saturday. It would be lovely. Uh, There are still some jumper buntings coming in. These are the joy of my life at the moment when I come home and there's a little envelope squishy uh, with jumpers in it. If you don't know, we are knitting little sweater buntings and... If you are in North America, Claire at the Woolly Thistle is your drop-off point. Although I think perhaps her deadline might have passed now, but you can always get in touch and and ask. Uh, Or you can drop me a line and I'll give you my address and you can send them here. Or if you're coming to our Edinburgh deck on the 13th of January, you can bring bring them with you. Uh, But it's so lovely. They're just wonderful and they're all distinct and most of them are British wool and it's incredible. And it's, as I say, it's the absolute joy of my life. We'll need to think about how to string these bad boys up um, uh, as we're going to be, they're going to be in the podcast lounge, hopefully, uh, at Edinburgh Yarn Festival in 2018. So if you're still, there's still time to knit bunting. There's not really a deadline for this, although it would be great to have them all by the 13th of January, but... um, but yeah, if you if you want to knit a bunt, knit a bunt. It would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, something that's linked to the KB100 deck on the 13th of January is the Blacker Pod Cal. You might remember myself and Blacker Yarns hosted a cal this year in the run-up to Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And the idea was you could knit or crochet anything, absolutely anything. There was no... 
restriction on the size of project, but it had to be in Blacker Yarns. We all knit together in the run-up to Edinburgh Yarn Festival and there was a meet-up. Uh, we had photos. There was a cheeky wee discount for those who had their finished objects at Edinburgh Yarn Festival. And there was also a prize thread for those who couldn't come to Edinburgh Yarn Festival but wanted to take part and wanted to feel part of what we, what we were doing there. Well, we're doing it all again for 2018 and the cast on date is going to be the 13th of January and we're going to be knitting right up until the 11th of March so that gives a few blocking days until Edinburgh Yarn Festival and then and again you can make anything it must be in Blacker Yarns um, and if you can't come to Edinburgh Yarn Festival you can still take part there'll be a chat thread in the Blacker Yarns group again uh, we'll do that soon they're just winding up the refresh cal at the moment so there's no point in starting a chat thread in there until that one's done um, so yeah so it's exciting watch out for that um, thread popping up in the Blacker Yarns group on Ravelry before Christmas and do if you're not already a member of the Blacker Yarns Ravelry group join they're wonderful they're, they're, they're absolutely fantastic uh, what will you make uh, get looking for patterns maybe add some likely candidates to your wish list if you are taking part in the small gesture swap I last year I knit Sanus in Tamar and that was from another swap that was from the November swap uh, so a swap is a good incentive if you can't make up your mind maybe just make make what you're gifted which blacker yarns will you use there are so many there are so many i do have a stunning skein of samite that needs to become something uh i also have a good supply of west country tweed and uh, natural colour rare breeds. I actually have most of blacker yarn stock right here behind me i'm not gonna lie to you got half the shop half the shop <laughs> Once again, I should stress that the Blacker Podcal is run by myself and Blacker Yarns. And while it is totally supported by Edinburgh Yarn Festival, it is not an official cal. It is not run by Edinburgh Yarn Festival. Any queries about the cal should be directed to me or Blacker. Warm feet. Who doesn't want warm feet at this time of year? As I look out my window here, the rooftops are all frozen. It was the first really big frosty night last night. It's minus six at the moment. My my mobile phone app is telling me we want some warm feet, don't we? I love thick socks. I have said before that my go-to are double knit um, and above socks. I love them. I decided this week to ask on Instagram what your go-to thick socks patterns are and which yarns you like to use. And this got a load of comments. Um, so you might want to sort of write down these uh, these socks that I mention because uh, there are some fantastic ones mentioned here. Miss Goggins loves her Luna socks, which she knit in Cornish tin. Cornish tin. I mean, that's a very special blacker limited edition yarn. And ooh, I can imagine she sent me a picture. They look so warm. 
Ready Steady Stitch loves Tin Can Knits Rye Socks, which is a free pattern. Uh, it's a worsted sock. And that was really popular in this um, this Instagram post. Actually, Rye and Elgin by Claire Devine was another popular one. And the Blueberry Waffles socks, as well as Winnick Mum's eight-ply sock patterns, all featured highly in, in the comments on this post. No Butterfly loves Rackers by Isolde and Tukuo. Fibre and Sustenance, she likes Duckies by Samantha Hayes. That's a free pattern on Ravelry, that one. It's sport weight, nice little bit of simple lace. I think even I could manage them. Um, they look lovely. Fibre and Sustenance, also a big fan of Kate Davies. Baffies. Brit Yarn loves Lanson socks by Claire Devine in the uh, Blacker Yarns Mohair Blend, which I do have in stash and I keep meaning to knit these. These would be nice, cosy and strong. If you follow Claire Devine on in Instagram, you might have seen that she wore these her mohair blend socks for most of her trip to the UK recently and they stood up really well. Uh, Winnick Mum also talks about, I think she knit those socks for her daughter when she went hiking in Peru, I think it was. So strong socks with longevity, that's what we like. Uh, Jubble66 loves Sockmetician's toe-up sock and she likes using Blacker Classic 4-ply, which would be nice and soft as well, nice and cosy. Wooly Originals goes for Claire Devine's Flexer. Uh, which is in the Sock Anatomy book and is also available as a single pattern. And she loves that in Ginger Hand-Dyed Sheepish Sock. Also, I do have a good supply of Ginger's Hand-Dyed too that would make incredible socks. Soup Dragon Claire likes a bit of Tamar around her toes. Uh, Brit Sock too, and she also goes for Claire Devine's Elgin Aran Sock uh, when she needs that full-on warmth. Tink Hickman, she loves uh, Curious Handmaid's Juniper Socks in Tamar DK. She says, so warm and cosy and perfect for winter. That's one I'm definitely going to have to look up on Ravelry. Mrs M's Curiosity Cabinet likes no nylon yarns and she likes texture like in Claire Devine's Planum or Tarsi socks. Now, if you are into podcasts as I think you might be I think you might be listening listening here you should listen to Meg's podcast and follow her no nylon sock experiments really really interesting and um, Meg looks at uh, no nylon yarns and really tests them out in socks and really gives you lots of dimension on 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 those reviews so Definitely worth checking checking out that. Uh, Kim's Yarns. She likes Hayak, Hayak, which is a worsted sock. EJ Petley goes for Anakin Alice's Creme Caramel Vanilla Toe Up. She says she's made them six times, so it must be a good pattern. Must be a good warm sock as well. Jen Cragen talked about cat birdie socks which use a Turkish cast on with something called a sweet tomato heel. Now I'm not sure if sweet tomato is the name of the pattern or it's the name of the heel. I wasn't quite sure but I've never heard of a sweet tomato heel if that's the case. It's very interesting. Uh, West Yorkshire Spinners Air Valley is popular with you guys for warm socks um, but so many of you plumping for the no nylon 100% wool choices as well. 
which I think tipped the balance um, for sure in your comments. What about you? Which socks do you go for when the cold really takes a grip? Um, I'd love to know. You know, my hands and feet are always cold anyway, but at this time of year, they do need that extra bit of warmth. I love West Yorkshire Spinners Air Valley too. I've got a couple of pairs of socks um, knit in that, which are just you know, my go-to really. I have a pair of socks knit in the Knitting Goddess Two Flocks yarn, which she's not a sock yarn, but I wear them in my DMs and they're so cosy. And I did go down a little needle size for the heels and toes, so maybe I've strengthened them a little bit. Every now and again, I get a bit of pilling at the heel, which just lifts off. But I, but I, I'm quite aware that um, you know we should heed our dyers and, and yarnies when they do say, you know, be careful if you if you're thinking to make such and such with this yarn. So, but uh, but yeah, I love those. Love my my Paul Dorset and BFL socks, and I think that that two flocks yarn's got got a good bit of twist in it. Um, which is why, I mean, I'm hard on my feet, I'm hard on my shoes. So, yeah, I, I, it's just a case of knowing that information, understanding that's what the, the care information is, and then also using your due diligence. <laughs> I also have Brit Sock Socks, which are just incredible and are, I think, my favourite. Um, uh, and then there's the socks that got away. Uh, last year or the year before I knit a pair of socks by Katja Frankel and I knit them in, it was a review actually for, for Brit Yarn I, I knit it in the West Yorkshire Spinners Illustrious which is wool and alpaca and they were so cosy, oh my goodness me, they were. I had them as bed socks and they were so cosy and then sadly they got whipped up in the um, laundry and went in with the sheets at <laughs> 50 degrees <laughs> And they didn't even fit the cat after that. I'm sure we all have the socks that got away as well, don't we? The ones that we darn so much that they just become darn or or um, that we have to eventually say goodbye to. Talking of socks, I have just finished a little sample sock uh, in something new from New Leaf yarns. Jane from New Leaf has a new four ply and it is 60% alpaca, 25% BFL and 15% teaswater. It is a lovely soft halo-y yarn but it's got quite a lot of tensile strength. Let me see if I can give you a That's the lovely singing noise it makes when I when I hold it, a length of it between my thumb and four fingers and boing it. Um, so lots of lovely tensile strength. That's the song of the alpaca BFL teaswater. <laughs> so feeling this yarn along that length, it's beautiful and light. It's got those beautiful fine alpaca fibres haloing along the length. And also it's got a great mixture of natural colours. So the, the sort of finished colour is a beautiful, soft, silvery grey. Um, quite lovely. And as soon as I saw this little skein, I immediately thought it would make incredible lace. And I thought a lace shawl, something like an Ishbel or some of Helen Stewart's incredible shawls. Uh, that was what it first struck me as uh, being great for. But... 
so I thought I must swatch some lace. But also I know that Jane is keen to try blends which would work well as no nylon sock yarn and make a naturally strong sock yarn. So I thought I would knit a little sock sample as well. Now, when Jane got in touch to say um, that she thought this yarn would be good for socks, I did, <laughs> I did reply that, you know, I felt a little bit sceptical because for me, a successful sock yarn needs to have a good bit of elastic, be an even and smoothly plied yarn with the right amount of twist. And I love the yarns that the Border Mill spin, which is where Jane has her yarn spun, but it can be a little thick and thin and in places. And for me, that's part of the charm of these yarns. And I, you know, love finding patterns that that suit their yarns. But I also wondered if that was going to be an issue making socks, having it thick and thin. And I also wondered if the alpaca content would floof too much. Um, so, you know, always honest. Uh, I did tell Jane that those were my initial thoughts. And she said... Uh, constructive feedback is always really uh, useful and uh, swatch away and tell me what you think. So I cast on a wee uh, heel flap sock and I just did sort of a baby size one because I wanted there to be enough to also try lace as well. And I used 2.5 millimetre needles. Oh my goodness me, the feel of this yarn in your fingers as you knit with it is incredible. It really is soft and luxurious. And again, this really, really soft grey colour, um, that grey colour comes from the alpaca. The alpaca who gave the fleece for this yarn is called Nikki, uh, and Jane describes them as a very warm rose grey colour and that's very true. And then mixed with the BFL and the Teeswater, you get this really lovely, ever so slightly light marl of, of beautiful greys. It's lovely. The yarn, as I say, feels lovely through the fingers, flows nicely through the fingers. But I did find that um, I kept speeding through the twist in the yarn uh, with my very pointy, sharp bamboo needles. Uh, but then knitting a tiny sock on only three needles um, was a bit footy, so it's possibly that's possibly my own, just my technique, uh, rather than an issue. I liked how soft and delicately haloed this yarn is. I mean, it's beautifully, softly fuzzed. Uh, the knitted fabric is just a delight, actually, uh, and very delicate too. It's whiskery soft. But as I say, and as you heard, that length has a lot of strength. It's very hard to break. So I wondered how elasticy the, the fabric was going to be. Uh, I mean, that 15% uh, of the tease water, uh, that lovely long wool and that semi-worsted spinning, which is how they spin at the border mill, when I knit my turn, knit my heel flap, I was impressed by how strong that heel felt. So while I wasn't sure how soft the fibre content in this yarn would be for socks, and like I just said, you know, when buying sock yarn, we should use our due diligence and think, you know, is this sock yarn going to need more care from me than other sock yarns? While I do think that it will, will floof up and might need a bit of care, um, and I can't, you know, say that for sure because I've not made a sock that I can wear and I can't, you know, give it a wear test just now. I do think that 
the heels and the toes are going to be really strong and long lasting in this yarn. I think for socks though, this yarn is best for a seasoned sock knitter, which I am not, I must say. I'm always someone who, I mean, I prefer heel flap sock for sure, but I'm always someone who needs to have a few goes at picking up along the edge of the heel flap. Uh, I always have to have a few attempts at that and this yarn isn't keen on being frogged. The soft fibre content does fuzz up a little bit when tinking, so your care is needed in, in that respect. There are merinos lovers amongst us. I mean, not me. <laughs> um, but I know there are merino lovers <laughs> listening who feel the same about you know merino sock yarns and you know know that the fibre will fluff up and will look after it. So, you know, this is a sock yarn for you guys, I think. I think it's I think it's an incredible blend of fibres, I really do, and I think it's lovely to see more unique fibre blends like this. So with the alpaca fibre and then the BFL and Teeswater wool content, that's just lovely. And, you know, it, it is quite thrilling to see more uh, unique blends happening. And, you know, with all yarn and all wool and all wool blends, we do need to think, what do I want? What's this wool going to do? What are the unique characteristics of this wool? What is it going to be best suited to? And again, I have to refer back to my original feeling that this would make incredible lace. So once my wee sock was cast off, I itched <laughs> to cast on some lace and I switched to five millimeter Adi needles. So metal needles this time. And let me say, first up, no speeding of the yarn happened with these needles. Uh, there was no puncturing the ply this time at all. Um, I cast on 30 stitches and I did a little bit of, um, it's called little arrow lace. Uh, just a few rows, just to see um, what it did. And ooh ee, it's just lovely. Soft and drapey, gauzy um, over that open work. Uh, there's just a really light peppering of a, uh, cobwebbing of a halo over that open work which is just delightful um, it knitted much quicker it knitted much smoother on the addies uh, and on the slightly bigger needles and it's a wee dream really I can just imagine all of the lace shawls knitted in this yarn after washing and blocking well the sock and swatch uh, floated for a long time on the on the top of the water, which I think shows how um, light and airy it actually is as a yarn uh, and as a knit fabric. It washed really well. I blocked them as much as possible. And as I said before, it doesn't feel like there's much elasticity in that yarn, but the lace blocked really well. I mean, I do admit that I cast off a bit tight because I was running out. Um, so there, there is that, I suppose. Um, but then all yarn doesn't need to be blocked aggressively. It's wonderful when it does, but now it's dry. There is. Oops, I keep hitting the microphone. There is quite a little bit of elasticity in that, particularly in the sock, particularly in the ribbing. And actually, I'm quite impressed with this. So 
and I think that's really good for people like me who have swelly ankles. <laughs> it's nice to have a stretchy yarn. And I'm actually, you know, considering how it felt when knitting with it and it felt really strong and lean and not too elasticy, there is quite a little bit of elasticity in it now, now that it's been washed and blocked. And same with the lace. The lace has blocked stunningly well. It is so open. It's unbelievable. And again, I... I I'm quite pleased that that my first initial thoughts of this yarn was that it was going to make incredible lace shawls. Again, some of Isolde's shawls will be incredible in this. I just love this, you know, this little, as I said, it's like a cobwebbing of, of very light fibres over the openwork and it feels really beautifully and wintry and it feels like it would be really warm and I think you're really going to like this yarn. That is New Leaf's uh, newest addition to the shop. It's alpaca, blueface Leicester and Teeswater, 60, 25 and 15% respectively. It costs £20 for that 100 gram, 400 metre skein. Something else that's quite new over at New Leaf Yarns and the website is newleafyarn.com there are some super soft, cosy iron yarns which are uh, Blueface Leicester and Alpaca. If you watch Kate at the Hawthorne Cottage Craft, you might have seen that she's reviewed these yarns. 70% um, Alpaca and 30% Blueface and they're available in mini skeins and it's £18 pounds for, for a mini skein set uh, and you get um, four natural colours just delicious so head on over to newleafyarns.com and check out those incredible alpaca and wool blend yarns thanks very much to jane for letting me try out this incredible yarn that is about it for this episode and this is our last episode before christmas but it's not the last episode of the year but I do want to take this opportunity again to remind you that if you're, whatever you do this Christmas, however you approach the festive, I hope you get out of it exactly what you want and what you need and that it's a peaceful time. I have sort of come up with a little way to keep myself occupied this festive. Um, we're going to have the 12 days of Knitsmas uh, over on Instagram. I have come up with some prompts uh, to kind of keep us going over that, you know, it feels like a yawning chasm of time between Christmas and New Year, doesn't it? Um, so I thought I'd come up with a few knit Britishy based prompts to sort of take us through that. Um, so look out on Instagram for that coming soon. It's just a bit of fun. Um, as I say, uh, especially if you like me and you don't really enjoy the festive season, it might be a fun thing to do. Who doesn't want another photo a day? <laughs> I mean, I made it 12 days because, you know, a whole month is a lot to commit to, but it's just a bit of fun, as I say. The next episode will be featuring our last mucker, who is Leslie in South Africa, and we'll have a little bit of a look back at our year of the woolly mucker but I can't not um, share with you 
for, I don't know, this must be the third year in a row now, uh, the dance of the Sugar Plum Ruffles, which is a bit of a mashup between <laughs> some recordings that my good wheelie mucker Felix Ford made um, of some Ruffell sheep in Cumbria and, and the dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy from the Nutcracker. Just cause. So... <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Stay warm, stay peaceful. Bye for now.